is part two of Ken and Barbie. Carla Hamolka and Paul Bernardo. I'm Savannah. I'm Alicia. This burden of proof. (laughs) I suck today. That's twice I've done that today. That's okay. We're recording Anthony Soul's episodes and this today. So if you listen to that, you'll see I did that twice. (laughs) (laughs) Just started talking. Okay. Yep. Hopefully. I think we did okay on part one. Yeah, it was fine on part one. So so it's okay. Hopefully people listen to part one before they start part two and then they'll just know. Well, if they don't, then they're making mistakes because you'll be very confused. (laughs) True. Yeah. True. All right. right. You ready? We're going to jump right back into this horrible case. Yeah. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. Okay. Like I said earlier, um, well, I don't think I explicitly said my sources in part one, so I'll talk about them a little bit now. Um, There's several books on this case. I read Lethal Marriage by Nick Prawn and also um, Radford University in Virginia has a lot of information about Paul. Um, And honestly, the last podcast on the left has a great few episodes about this case. If you're wanting to give them a listen, I love their podcast. Everybody listens to them. They're awesome. So Nice. Yep. Well, I mean, they rap. In a Canadian yes, accent. Yes, they so. do. They do one of Paul's raps in a Canadian accent. It's pretty great. So let's get into it. We left off um, when Carla and Paul rape a 15-year-old Jane Doe co-worker from Carla's work. They brought her to their home. Um, he drugged her and raped her. They filmed the whole thing. Carla participated. And um, this was a wedding present for Paul. horrifying you know most people like write a nice note and give their partner a watch as a wedding (laughs) present like in a true fashion my husband and i i don't think oh that's not true i gave him a photo album okay of like family photos that he didn't have i got copies of that's good like old family photos okay that's a good present too see normal presents not i I don't a 15 year old girl yeah, no, no people, no, no humans, people, no, no other humans were involved. Yep, no other humans. So I think this is a good time to kind of talk about what they were after at this point. The two of them were looking for a permanent sex slave, essentially. Hmm. And so they were kind of testing the waters with this Jane Doe to see if that's who it could that would be. Work. Yeah. Yeah. They let her go, and I guess they were still thinking about it. I don't know. About seven days later, on the 14th, or early on the morning of the 15th, it's kind of up for grabs. Yeah. Paul took a detour to, to, through Burlington. Um, he was halfway between Toronto and St. Catharines. He was looking to steal license plates. When you're smuggling cigarettes, you need lots of license plates, so he steals them yeah. quite a bit. Um, at this point, he finds Leslie Mahaffey. She was a 14-year-old girl who had missed her curfew after attending a funeral and was locked out of her house. Um, And she hadn't been able to find anybody who she could stay overnight with. So she was just kind of hanging out. At this point, Paul left his car and went to go speak with her. He approached her and said he was looking to break into a neighbor's house. Unfazed, she asked if he he had any cigarettes that she could have. Um, He led her to her car and said, yeah, I've got cigarettes. And then he blindfolded her, forced her into the vehicle, and drove her towards Port Dalhousie, where he called Carla and said that they 
had a playmate, is what he said. So he found themselves a playmate. They subsequently videotaped themselves torturing and sexually abusing Mahaffey, all while listening to Bob Marley and David Bowie. Oh, not... Yeah. Gross. Unfortunately. Yeah. At one point, he told her, you're doing a good job, Leslie. A damn good job. And then he said, the next two hours are going to determine what I do to you. Right now, you're scoring perfect. On another segment of the tape um, that they ended up playing these at Paul's trial, he tells her, like, or not he tells her, you can hear her, like, asking for them to stop and begging for them to stop. Yeah. It's it's pretty horrible. Um, the description from the Crown read that he was sodomizing her at that point and her hands were bound behind her back with twine uh, when she was begging and pleading. Um Later, she said she told him that her blindfold was slipping because she didn't want to have seen them so that they could let her go, basically. Yeah. She was trying to think ahead. The following day, Carla and Paul ended up killing Leslie, but how they killed her is a little bit tricky. Okay. Um, Paul says that they fed her a lethal dose of Hallison from Carla's work, and Carla says that Paul strangled her. Either way, they put her body in the basement. Until they figured out what they were going to do. They didn't know what they were going to do with her yet. Fun. Because the first person that they killed, Tammy, had been an accident. Yeah. And Leslie, they killed on purpose. Well, it's a lot harder to explain why Yeah. another teenage girl is dead in your house. Dead in your house. Mm-hmm. So When it's not your sister. Exactly. The next day, the Homoka family came over and had dinner at their home. All while Leslie's in the basement. After they left and after Lori had left, Paul and Carla decided that the best way of disposing the evidence would be to dismember Leslie, encase each piece in cement, and then take her and dump her in Lake Gibson. They, he went to the hardware store and ended up keeping the receipts from when he bought the concrete. Like an idiot. Um... And he oh used gosh. his grandfather's circular saw to cut up the body. They made several trips to dump the cement blocks in the lake, um, which is about 18 kilometers, which is like 25 miles-ish, kind of, if I'm guessing. Um, south of Port Dalhousie, which is in between Toronto okay. and St. Catharines. <laughs> so, like, south of that. Okay. And... One of the blocks was about 200 pounds. And for some reason, between either their impatience or their abilities, they couldn't sink it. They thought they did, but it didn't sink. June 29, 1991, Paul and Carla get married. They have a huge wedding. It was supposed to be beautiful. Tons of people were there. It was this beautiful couple. They had finally gotten married. They'd been in love for so long. And on the same day, <laughs> the same time as they are pronouncing their love in front of their friends and family, a couple is canoeing down Lake Gibson where that pound of concrete had floating up, float up. And they told somebody and come to find out, they had found the body pieces of Leslie Mahaffey. Yikes. Yep. Eventually, they used her orthodontic appliance which to identify her. What's horrifying about that 
is that her orthodontist was her father. Oh my gosh. Yep. Can I just back up for a second yes. to when he finds her kids? Even if you're like rebelling and oh I'm a teenager but I'm smoking a grown ass man comes up to you and says I'm gonna break into the neighbor's house like yeah he's probably more trouble than you're really looking for looking for yeah <laughs> like your 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 level of crimes and law breaking two different things yeah stay away I agree stay away wow that's crazy. Yep. Yikes. That's yep. all I say. That's all I That's, can say. I mean, what else can I you say, really? Say the whole, like, and I can't wrap my mind around, like, them living these double lives of, yeah. like, oh, we're totally normal. Well, I mean, couple. he was smuggling cigarettes, but he was telling her parents that he was working as an Still, accountant or that he yeah. had lost his job yeah. and whatever that he was doing at the time. Yeah. So that was in June. In August 1991, they invite the Jane Doe back to their home. Um, they drug her, and she begins to aspirate on her own vomit, like Tammy. They called 911, and they had the they had the ambulance coming, uh, but they were actually able to revive her. So they called and they canceled it, and nobody ever followed up. What? Yep. They just called and canceled it and never followed up on what happened. Ha- um, yep. Um, so at this point, Jane's <laughs> okay. mother had just decided that this was definitely not a good idea anymore. She's not allowed to come over anymore. Yeah. Um, and they called the whole friendship off. And then that was sort of the last that we heard from her, which is a good thing. Yeah. So there's a bit of a gap at this point and i know what you're thinking that's weird because there's <laughs> never been a gap before no there really wasn't but there is there's a gap from august of that year to april of the next year wow so i don't i just assume that nothing good was happening nothing good that was reported no, nothing nothing good yeah yeah so on the afternoon of april 16th 1992 Paul and Carla were driving through St. Catharines, trolling for potential victims. It was after school hours on the day before Good Friday, so it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. The students were still going home, um, but mostly the streets were empty. They passed Holy Cross Secondary School, which is a big Catholic high school like in the city. Mm-hmm. And they found Catherine, not Catherine, I'm sorry, Kristen French. She was 15. She was walking to her nearby house. The couple pulled up to a parking lot nearby, and Carla got out of the car with a map and pretended to be lost and looking for help. Kristen looked in at the map, and Paul attacked her from behind, showing her a knife and forcing her into the front seat of the car. The back seat, Carla sat and had her hair and was pulling her down and keeping her in the car. Kristen took the same way home every day it took her about 15 minutes and she got home quick to take care of her dog soon after she would have arrived her police became her parents became convinced that she had met with foul play and notified the police yeah Mm -hmm. 
within 24 hours, there was a big team searching the area for her, and they had found a few witnesses to the abduction, um, and they had a pretty good picture of everything, and they kept looking for her all over the area and could not find her. They, sorry, this is really rough. Okay. Um, it took them three days over the course of Easter weekend. Paul and Carla videotaped as they tortured, sodomized, and raped Kristen. Um, they forced her to drink large amounts of alcohol and to submit to Paul. And at the trial, they say that Paul always intended to kill her because they never blindfolded her. I don't think that they ever thought that they were going to kill her. I think that they thought they were going to keep her. Yeah, if they had been talking about. Because with Carla, like, she doesn't show as many signs of, like, escalation in in violence. I mean, she does. But Paul is the one that, like, even without Carla, I think he would have been a serial killer, even yeah. without her. Yeah. Because of how violent he was. Because um, all this time, he is beating Carla. Like, it's not yeah. a happy, healthy, you know. So they try and say that because she was never blindfolded, it was they were always planning on killing her. But I don't know how true I feel like that is, you know? Yeah. So Paul went out on April 18th to buy pizza. And he was spotted by a woman named Carrie, who he had stalked previously. Her report was mishandled by the police because they wrote the wrong year. So that's annoying. The wrong year? Yeah, so it just got misfiled. Oh. Um, and it was just never, they never did anything with it. But she, he was seen on this day by this woman. The next day, she was strangled with the same electrical cord that they was used to kill Leslie. The woman that... No, no, oh, no, okay. no. I'm We're so back sorry. To, that's okay. He goes home, okay. and the next day they kill ben Kristen. He kills Kristen. Okay. Um, they ended up killing her before they went to Carla's parents for an Easter dinner. Hmm. Yep. Carla. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. He is risen. <laughs> he is risen. Kristen. Kristen is dead. Is down. Yeah. We have a man down. Um. Carla says that he strangled her for seven minutes with the same electrical cord that he used to kill Leslie. Paul says that Carla beat her with a rubber mallet because she tried to escape and that Kristen eventually strangled on the noose tied around her neck um, while she was trying to fight off. And apparently after she was dead, Carla immediately fixed her hair. Um, what was interesting about the three days that they took with Kristen is that they were very caretaker-ish with her. They made sure she was eating. She didn't wear a blindfold. Um, she was who they wanted. They wanted to keep her. And we don't know why they killed her. Weird. Yeah. Like, there were times where it was, Paul was like, I don't know why Kristen's mad at me. <laughs> like, we made her. What? No, not Paul. It was Carla, now that I'm remembering the quote. Yeah. She was like, we fed her. We gave her good loving. Why is she mad? Oh, my God. Yeah. So they were, like, trying They're to take... It was really weird. And we don't know why they killed her. That was it. I don't know why, but the thought... Have you seen the movie Wayne's World? No. Okay. There, <laughs> there's... Then it's not as funny, but for those in 
in the audience that have seen the movie Wayne's World, the the clip of him and his ex-girlfriend, he's at like, I, I think it was like a diner or something, and his ex-girlfriend comes in, and she she's like stalkerish like she yeah. doesn't it's like it doesn't sink in that he's broken up with her so he's like why would you do that i i broke up with you six months ago and she's like you better be careful wayne or you're gonna lose me and he's like <laughs> i already lost you i broke up with you six months ago like, oh my gosh what in the world that's i don't know why but that scene just popped into my head like yeah because he's she's like you're gonna you lose talking? me and she's like i don't know why she's mad and you're like Obviously, this is yeah. Are you mental? Mm-hmm. Carla is mental. Yeah, they were. It was just really strange. The whole situation is really weird, and we don't really have many answers as to why they killed her. So maybe they, maybe because she got mad at them, or like maybe she did try and escape because Paul gave an answer. He said it was because that Carla beat her with a rubber mallet because she tried to escape. Oh. So maybe he's actually telling yeah. a little bit of the truth. And that's kind of what I lean for. But that's all we have, really. We yeah. don't have a definitive, like, this is why, for sure. Yep. Kristen's body was found nude in a ditch on April 30th in Burlington, which was 45 minutes away from St. Catharines. Um, and it was actually a really short distance from the cemetery where Leslie Mahaffey was buried. She had been washed and her hair had been cut off. Carla says this is just because they were trying to remove, like, or impede identification, but some people think it was for a trophy. It's kind of hard to tell. I'm pretty sure I'd know what my kids look like look like with long or short hair. Yeah. Yeah. So her body is discovered on April 30th, um, and Van, his friend, begins to notice the similarities between Paul and the rapist profile, and then Van goes to the police on May 2nd. When so, his wife already went, like... I think it was Van's wife. It could have been Steve's wife, but it was one of his friend's wives, yeah. Oh, okay. For sure. Okay. I assume Van because Van's... Because he closer. seemed to be closer. Yeah. Um, but he maybe she didn't say anything. Maybe... That's true. You she know? might be nervous to say, hey, I just yeah. turned your friend in. So the police on the 12th, it takes them 12 days, but they question him. Um, takes more DNA... From the two kidnappings. Because at this point, they've connected Leslie and Kristen together. Yeah. Because there's two 15 and 14-year-old girls dead. Even though they were left in different places. Like, come on now. This is weird. So they start questioning him on the rape and the two kidnappings. Uh, but he's not considered really on the list of suspects. Like, they talked to him, but he wasn't high at all on their list. They took his DNA samples, but... Because he's so nice. He's so nice. And, like, he told them, like, I don't need to rape people. I have lots of girlfriends. He's a very polite duck. That's what he, He's a very polite duck. That's what he said. He said, I don't need to rape people. I have lots of girlfriends. Oh, my God. Look at me. I'm so handsome. Because we all know that rape has everything to do with just the mm-hmm. sex. Nothing more. Yep. On the 23rd, a woman named Terry Anderson is found beside a road dead. Um, they originally thought that it was linked to the other two murders, but there was no link to Paul and Carla. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. They were trying to pay attention. Because I don't know if you know this, but the Canadian police are kind of known for not really acting very efficiently. 
Well, so, I, I didn't know much about them before this case. But now you do. But that's the impression that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So at least they tried to link Terry Anderson, trying to figure it out. But it, there's no definitive link that it was Paul and Carla. Everything points to... Like, there were no videotapes. And there was videotapes of everything else. Yeah. So... December 27th, 1992, so later in the year, the, um, oh, I apologize. In May, they had created the Green Ribbon Task Force. So, there was a task force made to deal with the two murders, and they brought back in the same FBI profiler. Who probably who did, was like, uh. Yeah. He basically. Hey, I already told you this. <laughs> yeah. He basically said the exact same thing. Yeah. And they didn't make the connection. That he was the Scarborough rapist because it's a different city. So. Oh, my God. They don't start testing the DNA samples until 1922. <laughs> or, yeah, like, December. Like, late that year. From May to December. And then they start testing things. Um, wow. Yeah. So, December 27th, Paul severely beats Carla with a flashlight all over her body. Her limbs, her face, her head. Um. And she tries to tell her coworkers that she just got into a car accident. Um, she returned to work on the 4th of January. So wow. I'm assuming either she was out until New Year's or she just needed that much time to heal. So even if she was out until New Year's and needed until the 4th mm-hmm. to, like, heal and get better, like, that sucks. It was bad. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're definitely not going to be looking. No, she looked like, rough. Yeah. Yeah, so her coworkers basically were like, I don't believe you. <laughs> and they called her parents. Yeah. Um, her parents came in and they were assuming that they were rescuing her by physically removing her from the home. So they basically pulled her out and was like, you can't be here anymore. She ran back in the house and was frantically looking for something in the house. And she didn't come back with anything. They took her to St. Catherine General Hospital where her injuries were documented she gave a statement to the police claiming to be a battered spouse. And then she went back home with her parents and she stayed with her parents and Lori for a while. She Paul was arrested, but she then... She those videos. She was looking. So that way she could just say, it's all him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and then Paul was charged, but he was later released. And then Carla went from living with her parents and she went and lived with relatives in Bramham, Bramhampton or Brampton. Brampton. Um, not sure why. Maybe it was just close to her work or something. In February, Paul is finally arrested for the Scarborough Rapist. He was charged because DNA was a match that they've had for several years. He was your duck all along. He was the duck. Who would have thought? He walked like the duck and he talked like the duck. He got worms like the duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone too far. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Please, but at this please point. Please listen to us. I'm so sorry. At this point, Paul is not given his charter of rights by the police, which I guess is similar to like your Fifth Amendment rights. Right. They did not allow him to call a doctor or law- not a doctor, a lawyer. <laughs> even I mean, after he needs one of those too. Yeah, but yeah. Even after he made several repeated requests, um. So this part of the investigation was inadmissible. Fun it just stuff. Been so e- 
I know. Oh it could have been handled like three years ago before anybody died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, February 19th, a 71-day search begins at their home in St. Catharines. The police cannot find any videotapes, recordings, or anything of the rapes of Mahaffey, French, or Tammy. And there Do was they a- know that that's what they're looking for at this point? It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what they knew and what they didn't know and what had been told to them by which lawyer okay. and who has what attorney. Okay. And Because gotcha. at this point, Paul has a, an attorney named Ken Murray. Um, but it's hard. I don't remember exactly what. I think I think it was um, Carla who went to the police and said what happened. Either way, they knew they were looking for something. Yeah. Because it took them 71 days to search a home. Yeah, that's... Why I, I vaguely ask, remember like, reading somewhere that, that Carla they're... went back and told them what they were doing. Because I thought that until this morning when I was looking over my notes and I found a like a, a difference, like a you know, discrepancy. Yeah. Um which is common. Yeah. Those. And also I researched this a while ago and was reviewing, so it's been a minute. Yeah. Hence the the mishaps in my dates a couple places. Um but I thought she turned him in and I think she did for the murders, but he was arrested for the rapes first. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. They didn't ever find him. And in May, Ken Murray, Paul's lawyer, gains entrance to the homes. To the, Oh, my gosh. To, to the, the home. home. What's up with us today? Home. Murray goes in and gets the videotapes from a ceiling light fixture in the upstairs bathroom. He would then keep those videos in his and, possession uh, for 16 months. Said, and then he hands them over for the... No. Ken. He keeps them for 16 months. Ken. Yep. Ken's probably dead by this point, I'm guessing. 1993? Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I guess I just, I'm just kind of thinking he would be older than them. Yeah. But maybe not. But Ken. Come, come on, on, Ken. So, this is the big in. July 1993, what's known as the deal with the devil is made. Carla pleads guilty to two accounts of manslaughter in exchange for immunity against the murder charge, and she says she will testify against Paul. Immunity. Immunity against a murder charge. So this is when they put in a publication ban to ensure that Paul has a fair trial and that she's able to testify against him fairly. Mm. And her plea deal and statement were part of this publication ban. So they were granted a divorce in February 1994. And in September, Ken Murray quits as Paul's lawyer. Paul wanted to change his defense plan from saying that he didn't do it to that he never knew them and he never met these girls and they were never in his home. But in order to do that, they could not have the tapes. And Ken had the tapes and he'd been holding them in his possession for 16 months. He did not turn them into the police. He did not give them to the prosecution. He held them. Right. So Ken was like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to lie about this. I've already lied about it. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Not that I'm excusing. I guess, I guess I didn't count in the, you know, this is Canada. Maybe oh, they're. Canada. <laughs> but I'm assuming their rules are 
very similar to I ours. mean, I don't know. I'd like to think. Like, I just can't imagine that that's okay for an attorney. Oh, definitely not because. To not give that yeah, evidence. John Rosen takes over and he immediately turns the videos yeah. over within a month. So he just basically takes enough time for his team to process them. Yeah. Hands them right on over. I mean, you already have the advantage because you see them before the prosecution. Yeah. So you already have the advantage of, okay, looking through them and going, this is how we're going to. Yeah. And he, this is how and we he, spin this. He's like, nope, you can have them. I'm done. Like he. Yep. Yeah. Well, good on you, John. John Rosen. Yeah. So May 1995, Paul's trial begins. The tapes are played. And in court, it becomes increasingly clear that Carla misrepresented her roles in the murders. Whoopsie. Oops. Um, people have said that you could see on the jury's faces them realizing that yeah. she got away with a lot. At this point, Carla has been charged with the two counts of manslaughter and given 12 years in prison. That's all she gets. With the opportunity for parole. What? <laughs> yeah. So oh my I can't imagine how those jurors felt watching that video. The horrible things she was saying to her sister, how she, they were treating Leslie, the weird relationship they had with Kristen French. I can't. And then looking at her anybody. and she's on the stand and you're like, 12 years? That's it? I can't imagine how anybody would feel about that. The jury. Imagine how stupid the prosecution felt. And. Yeah. The Oh, the families, mm -hmm. her family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's horrifying. February 1995, George Walker is advised by Murray Siegel that Carla could be facing new charges of sexual assault in the Jane Doe rapes. Okay. So Paul's lawyer and Jane Doe's lawyer meet several times. They try and figure out if she has any plans on pursuing the charges against Carla or Bernardo. Um, but in the end, she just decides that she only wants her privacy at that first meeting. So then in May, they decide, well, no, let's meet again. And they meet for a second time. This time, just determining whether or not they're going to press charges against Carla. The decision was made that she wouldn't press any more charges because she could not disclose any information on the matter because she had post-traumatic stress disorder-related amnesia. Hmm. And there was a lot of worry about if they placed charges for this, how it would affect her as a witness in Paul's trial. So she got out of it because they were worried how it would affect yeah. her testifying against Paul, which mm -hmm. I thought was terrifying but interesting. Yeah. So I am going to read you some of Paul's charges. In his trial, he was faced with two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated assault, two counts of forcible consignment, confinement, two counts of kidnapping, one count of performing an indignity on a human body. He pled not guilty, claiming that the deaths were accidental. And then he said that Carla was the killer. They find him guilty. 
Paul. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was found guilty on all of those charges. And he was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years, which a life sentence is 25 years. So it's horrible, but that's what it is. It's 25 years. And he did not have the opportunity for parole. He was taken to Kingston Penitentiary, where he was in a tiny prison cell for 23 hours a day. Itty bitty baby face. But only for 25 years. Which is a li- that's a life sentence in America, too. Pretty sure. Why did I think that that was okay? I was mistaken then. Well, now I want a fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Oh, in the United States, a life sentence usually means 15 years. Oh my God, are you serious? Um, but then Florida in Florida, it's 40 years. Okay, that's what I was thinking of then. Capital offender in Florida, shortest is 25 years with possibility of parole. However, life in Florida could be up to. That's what 40. I was thinking of. It depends on the sentence, too. Like, a felony is 30 years. Yeah. Okay. But that's because... But it's not life. It's it's 15 to 25 years. But I was thinking it was, like, four... I was thinking 40 or 50, but I must have been thinking about... Because in our school, in our paralegal schooling here in Florida... In our paralegal education... They focus a lot on Florida law. Yeah. On what the standards are for florida so i was thinking i couldn't remember the exact number but i was thinking 40 to 50 yeah that's why i was like 25 what? it varies but it's way lower than you'd think Ugh. apparently the average i guess is 15 and so florida is once again that's not life no it's not that's at 15 years old you a baby Mm-hmm. i have a 15 year old she's a baby although she went driving for the first time yesterday oh my gosh she's getting so big and I've always known her when she was 15, so <laughs> <laughs> I knew her at 14. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, scary. But in those terms, it's crazy. 15 sounds terrible. Yeah. As a parent and your baby grows up, you're like, oh, you're 15. How are you this? But in terms of like you murdered people and you're getting jail time, 15 is nothing. So he was charged with 25 years, which is life, in September. So then November the end of november he returns to court to face charges for the scarborough rape rapes because he was just charged with the right the kid the deaths and he also faces what they call a dangerous offender hearing which would mean an indefinite yeah recent law federal law for them would mean that it's an indefinite sentence and that they would not be eligible for parole okay and he does get this good mm-hmm they charge him with, for the Scarborough rapes, they charge him with 10 counts of sexual assault while using a weapon, two counts of choking with intent to render incapable of resistance to sexual assault, three counts of bur- of buggery. <laughs> I'm assuming they mean burglary. It's hard to tell. Buggery. <laughs> they could mean buggery. That could be a word that I just don't know what it means. Five counts of sexual assault causing bodily harm, two counts of unlawful confinement, six counts of anal intercourse, eight counts of robbery, and two counts of aggravated sexual assault. He accepts the dangerous offender declaration and concedes in guilt to all of the rapes in exchange for the charges against him um, in the role he played of Tammy Homoka to, to stay. So he wouldn't be listed as a dangerous offender for those charges, but he was listed as that for the rapes. I don't know why he cared, but that's what he cared about. So, hmm. uh-huh. I'm not, yeah, I don't really get how, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not. 
I in no way, shape, or form mean to downplay rape, but how you get listed as more dangerous for being a rapist than a murderer. Because that's just how the cookie crumbled, I guess. Not really sure. So, unfortunately, Carla is out of prison. These days, she's out. She lives a very quiet life, obviously. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know she's had to move around a lot. Her sister changed her name, so she's no longer Lori. You can find her name, but that feels disrespectful. She changed it for a reason, and she's, you know. In a way, her family is a victim, too. They loved Paul, and they lost their sister, and it's horrible. Absolutely. So, um, I know that her family was there to release her from when she was released from jail but they really struggle with their relationship so she doesn't speak to paul obviously is paul still alive in prison yes as far as we know he's in prison i'm 90 percent sure he's in prison trying to be vanilla ice trying to be vanilla ice 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 baby boom 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 listen i was a big fan He's good. For like a hot minute. Then I moved on. Yeah, he's good. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) He does rap. He does rap. He does rap. Better than Paul Bernardo. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Clearly. So thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. It's a long one. Wasn't bad. We're at 42 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's not bad. It feels longer. So sorry. Because it's so sad. And also lots of dates. Lots of dates. I just think it's, I just, the only reason I think they're so important is because of how frequently they were. Oh, yeah. Like, I truly think that even if he hadn't been with Carla, he still would have ended up killing people. Oh, absolutely. His escalation patterns alone. Yeah. I mean, most people, well, I won't say most. I don't know if that's a fact. But it seems to me, from what I recall of every short true crime thing yeah. I've listened to, is, you know, your first big act, you're kind of shook. Yeah. And scared you're going to get caught, maybe. So you hold off for a while and you don't act. Yeah. And his was like, what, a month? Yeah. After his first rape. So. So there was no. Yeah. It's only going to escalate. Pretty much. I'm surprised it didn't escalate even quicker than it yeah. did, honestly. I will say, Carla aged horribly. She doesn't look too good right now, so. I can't imagine that she would have been looking that good after, like, self-harming. and. Well, she was so attractive when she was younger. All the time. And then. Well, yeah, but yeah. that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible. Up and then being in jail for. 12 did she serve she served she served the full 12 years so yep can't imagine can't have much of a skin routine oh yeah no so not my skincare routine i would do horrible in jail did she like go on to have i mean she lives a quiet life she moves but i think she's married she's She's at least with somebody else and i know for sure yeah yeah, she had to move at one point because she was living near a school and they found out and they were like, no, no. Everyone was basically protesting. I and didn't like, even you think about that. She didn't, because she still would have been young enough. 
When she got out, did she have kids? No. Not yet. Not that I know of, no. Okay. She's not quite old. I mean, she's old enough probably biologically, but like socially probably not. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Thanks for hanging out. You survived. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at Burden of Proof Pod and email us at burdenofproofpod at gmail.com.